Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Royal Pizza, pizza pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza has 15 Edmonton and area locations, four in Calgary, one in Red Deer. You can go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Brennan Escott's recommendation, well, he's a fan of the Texans, so he likes the Texans. I actually like the Texans, too. Uh, I also like the Mediterranean chicken. Reed likes the meat lovers. Everything's real at Royal. Again, royalpizza.ca. John Shannon joins us for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. Hello, John Shannon. How are you doing? I'm great, Bob. How are you? Good. Uh, what did you think of the theater last night as you uh, uh, watched from T.O.? Wow. Uh, the first thing that jumped out to me, Bob, was wouldn't it be great if that was the Stanley Cup final? 100%. Whew. Well, I'm not sure our friends in America would be too happy about well, it. I could tell you there'd be a way higher percentage of Oilers fans because they wouldn't be giving their tickets up. The Leafs fans coming in and buying them on them. So, we, like, you know, because, you know, part of, I know fans that they use that Leafs game to assist them in financing the season, right? So I'd say there'd be way less Leafs fans in the house. John, I, I got to ask you this, and I don't know if I'm putting you in an awkward spot because you do do some freelance work with Sportsnet and, uh, as do I. Uh, is that what goes into the decision-making process as to why that wasn't a nationally broadcast game last night? I, I don't know, uh, other than the fact that um, it was a regional game for TSN here in Toronto, in Ontario, in the Ontario region. Uh, so when in the summertime they divide up the games between Sportsnet and TSN on the regional side, uh, that was one that got picked by uh, our friends at TSN in order to broadcast. So whether it was even an option to make national uh, is a question that uh, I haven't got an answer to today. All right. So, so basically the Leafs would be on nationally how many times conservatively? 30, uh, 28? I think, I think the number's 23 or 24. Okay, let's say 24. So that means 58 regional games. Are they split down the middle between uh, Sportsnet, uh, between Rogers and, yes. and Bell? So they yes. would get 29 games. Okay. Okay. Because we've had a lot of people, you know, hey, why wasn't that game, uh, you know, a, a nationally broadcast game? I mean, the theater was awesome, and I, I'm totally with you. Uh, right now, is it fair to say two organizations – it's funny at the start of the year, and I, I'm I like Nick Kiprios. I, you know what uh, he does? He's, he wrote a piece at the start of the year about the position the Oilers were in and the challenges they had in goal, and Toronto was off to a, a pretty decent start. What what the heck's happened here in To? What do you think? Well, I, I think that, um, you know, the mirror images, and I do think that there are lots of comparables between the two franchises. I, I think the Oilers have been able to find a way uh, to fix a bit of their blue line issues, and obviously that Stuart Skinner has filled the void that they haven't been able to fix since Joseph Wall got hurt for the Maple Leafs. So uh, there are so many similarities between the two franchises uh, in so many ways that, uh, you know, with the superstars, with the core, uh, with their weaknesses, uh, the Oilers seem to have fixed it, and the Leafs haven't. One of our knowledgeable uh, listeners to the show, uh, Josh is Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. 
He says, Bob, TSN gets the Oilers versus Leaf matchup once every three years, which would kind of make sense because maybe it'd be a national game one year, a regional Leafs for Sportsnet the next year, and a regional uh, Leafs game for TSN the next year. Is that a is that plausible? It is. It, it is plausible. I, I, as I said, uh, I don't know how Steve Hatsipetros, who is the league scheduler, uh, divvies up the, the national versus regional games between the, the two. Um, let's face it. I, I think that there have been years that um, Toronto has gone to Edmonton and played on a Saturday, and Edmonton's gone to Toronto and plays on a Saturday, and automatically those are national games. So it's it, it, it's anything is possible there there has to be a compromise uh, just as there's a compromise sometimes between uh, what happens between Toronto and Montreal uh, but at the same time uh, you know for the most part I think there is an admission that Toronto versus Edmonton game should be national John uh, Zach Hyman strong argument can be made best free agent signing in Oilers history even on the goal that didn't count last night that was a heck of a play and it was offside. The officials made the right call there. Uh, I mean, this guy's just having a, a great season. Uh, 27 goals his first year, 36 the second year. He's already got 26 this year. Huge yeah. plus for the Edmonton Oilers, isn't he? Oh, I, and and quite frankly, I think that uh, a game like last night, you get the lament in Toronto that, you know, we miss Zach Hyman. So it becomes even more amplified when you see the issues that some of the mainstay players that the, the Maple Leafs are having. You know, Toronto was interested in keeping Zach, but only at a certain price. And that price was $4.25 million. And it was only for four years. Uh, and Zach had the right to to go to market, and uh, there was a lot of pleading and pl- uh, from from players in Edmonton that we need a Zach Hyman. I think there was an awareness from management that they needed a Zach Hyman. Um, and when Kenny did sign him, I think there were people here that said, "Well, they overpaid." But I think at this point, he's been proven that he didn't overpay. In fact, it might be now viewed as a bargain. Uh, I need to. I, I made a mistake here on the show. Thank you, Reed Wilkins, for pointing this out. I said that Dallas is not retaining Mike McCarthy. That is not the case. Uh, Adam Schefter reporting head coach Mike McCarthy is now heading into the last year of his contract, which is not unusual. Dallas allowed his former head coach, Jason Garrett, in the last year. Yeah. Dallas is not making a head coaching change. I misread that. My apologies to everybody else. Brandon, we went yeah, to Mike McCarthy was uh, Mike McCarthy was going to call you and correct you. Well, uh, that, w- that would be somewhat surprising. So the uh, th- there you have it. Hey, nothing like uh, you-, you think maybe that would have, well, I-, I mean, maybe there was a percentage of the people out there that thought he should have been fired. Uh, but uh, away we go on that front. Thank you, Br- uh, Reed Wilkins, for uh, catching that. Uh, Reed was actually listening to the show. Much appreciated. Because uh, I had my head buried down and, and looking up stats on Matthias Eckholm. Is there any way? So Hyman's a great free agency ad, but that trade, just just look what's going on in Ottawa right now, and there's there's some belief that they're going to have to trade either Shabbat or Jacob Chikrin, and a lot of people think that Chikrin might have been the better guy to sign uh, or to trade for instead of Matthias Ackham at one time. You can't, it, it, to this point, it's worked out pretty well for Edmonton. It has, and, and in fact, to, to put it, you know, there was a ton of talk in Toronto that at the at, at the time the manager Kyle Dubas should be going out to get Matthias Ekholm as well. Uh, 
Uh, and when you look at what the, the Maple Leaf defense looks like, uh, I, I think there's a yearning for a guy like Ekholm. Morgan Riley's had a good season, but Matias Ekholm ha- has made a difference, so much of a difference. And you know, when you look at what the Oiler defense is like now, and in fact, I think we're in agreement that Darnell Nurse is probably playing the best hockey of his career on one pair, and Ekholm's on the other pair. That that's two really solid units that have been uh, are, are, that the Oilers can put on the ice, and what a difference that makes. The thing about Ekholm is I I knew he had some offensive skill, um, and I knew he had some size. I didn't know he was this quality of an offensive defenseman at times, and I certainly didn't know he was this big. And that, to me, is so impressive. Yeah, I'm still rattled that I said on the air that Mike McCarthy was... I, I apologize for all <laughs> the Mike McCarthy fans out there. Uh, again, you can text us 780-496-0063. I didn't update the text for about... I could have said anything right there, Bob, that you owe me thousands of dollars and you would have agreed you've been so rattled. You would have never gotten that $1,000. Uh, by the way, Matthias Eklund is uh, plus 41 in 60 games as an oiler with 8 goals and 32 points. I mean, those boxcar numbers are obscenely good. And, he, you know, the penalty killing is skyrocketed with since he's gotten healthy uh, you know primarily paired with Vincent Dernay that allows the Oilers to play Nurse and CC together and we already know he's probably you know the Kulak Dernay pairing is a good pairing for this season at some point they're going to break Brober again and when they do Ekholm is going to be a part of that as well so he's settled down Bouchard five on five he's eased the workload on Nurse so Nurse doesn't have to play as much he's on a great penalty killing tandem on the D uh, along with Vincent Darnay this guy it's unbelievable how many facets the Oilers game uh, he touches well, and, and prior to his arrival, uh, even for the short period of time, Duncan Keith was in Edmonton uh, and after he retired. They were yearning for the influence that Duncan Keith had both on and off the ice. And Ekholm has answered all of those questions that he has filled in a gap in the room, as you well know, Bob. And I think you can see it every time you're around the hockey club and certainly on the ice, his physical nature and his ability to move the puck and his calmness on the ice have been a huge factor in the Oilers' success. Sloppy air, fire the uh, host here. This text comes in on the Ashley Five list. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, you see, here's the deal. Admit your fault once and then move on. Yes, okay? Diaz Just, Bar, don't let I'm it having, rattle you. I'm don't let fun. it rattle It's not rattling me. I'm having fun with it. It is live radio. Mistakes happen. Uh, Diaz Bar texts us. He goes, personally, I prefer regional because nobody beats Jack and Louie uh, doing the game together. So there you go. There is that perception out there as well. Uh, boy, winning cures a lot, including the pressure to do something. Now, we know the Oilers are still working um, – uh, are you hearing anything at all on Corey Perry, by the way? Uh, n- nothing more than what the original reports are that, uh, you know, that he's allowed to sign and play this year. So, and as an unrestricted free agent, he can, you know, as long as he's signed by the 8th of March, he can contribute in the playoffs. Keep an eye on the Florida Panthers. John, great stuff. Thanks for joining us on Oilers Now. Cheers, Bob. Cheers. That is John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. It's 646 in Edmonton. Reed Wilkins going to swing back in. We're going to talk about the fact that with Brennan Escott that Mike McCarthy's still a head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. Uh, we'll get to this day in Oilers history as well. You're listening to Oilers now. You know, Brendan, the good news for Houston is uh, with Mike McCarthy still with the Cowboys, uh, Houston's going to be the best team in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yep, they remain. They, they, they claim that title moving forward without a doubt. I wonder how Aaron Rodgers feels about that decision. What's that? To keep McCarthy there. I don't know. Who cares? Well, you know what? Having just said that, who actually cares how Aaron Rodgers feels about anything? <laughs> what did Aaron Rodgers do now? Did he go off on Mike McCarthy? No, he just played for him for a number of years. Uh, yeah, 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 sure. Absolutely. I just, I watched most of that game, and I know the coach often takes the fall. Yeah. But did Green Bay do anything that out of the ordinary? They've been hot that, for a that, while, that out-scheme they? the Cowboys? I, I just think the Cowboys were they laid a just, just, I mean, defensively, they couldn't have covered a good Bantam team. Well, how about or the Eagles? 15, whatever it's called How about called the now. Eagles? Could the Eagles make a tackle? NFC East, baby. NFC, NFC least. Generally most overhyped yes. conference, but they get sho- they get shoved down our throat on national television well, because of the market size. Say, someone say the same about the Maple Leafs. There we go, 651 in Edmonton. Uh, let's go to Listing and Oilers History for New West Travel. Join an exclusive four-night road trip to Dallas. Okay, I'm missing something here. Uh, to see the Oilers play the Stars in April, reach out to newwesttravel.com. What do you got here, Brendan? 1999. The Oilers getting goals from four different players en route to a 4-1 win over the Detroit Red Wings at Skyreach Center. Bob Asenza was in net, while Rem Murray and Tom Pody each had two-point nights to bring the Oilers' record up to 18, 19, and 6. All right. Was there an inside joke that I missed? There? What? I, I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. Uh, oh, that I was... Oh, no. I was just pointing at Brendan because of the NFC stuff. He's not a fan. Yeah, same thing. You, Yeah, you got it. That's all there was to it. Yeah. Well, Tony we're not, Bro- we're not nearly as clever I, as you think we are. I, I, I actually kind of like... I thought the Eagle... I thought it was going to be the Eagles and the Ravens for a while, and then it was clear when the 49ers went in there and just obliterated them that it was... And now, does anybody think it's not going to be San Francisco and Baltimore? Like, the San, uh, Is there any way San Francisco doesn't win the the NFC? They No, they should. They're, t- they're too fast, and they're... I could see the Ravens losing. I could see the Ravens losing to the Texans. Quite frankly, the Ravens' playoff history is not great with with Lamar Jackson. Except they have won a couple Super Bowls. No, no, I'm talking about with this this era of the team. I mean, I think Lamar is one and three in the postseason. So you want a theory? Player from a warm climate, and he's got to play in cold weather. Tua. There you go. Yeah, case in point. Right? Absolutely it is. Because you watch how well Miami played at home this whole season when they got the opportunity to make the other team wear the dark jerseys and all that humidity and soak in the sun, all that stuff. That doesn't factor in when you go to Buffalo or wherever in Kansas City and it's it's minus 25. What did Chris Sims say about uh, what's-his-face with Buffalo, Josh Allen, when he was at Wyoming? They have no players. The guy made plays in bad weather, in wind and everything else, right? Then you go, Buffalo's all, they're pretty good in the second half every season. Baltimore's usually hot early in the year, right? Like they got a hot, they, they, they usually are off to a good start. All right. I actually, I think the Texans really do have a chance in that game, Bob. All right, like, let to me, me, ask to you, me that I'm would be the road team. Six, that... 654 in Edmonton. Do the Oilers have a chance if they make the right couple of ads? Three rounds two years ago, two rounds this year. What do you think, Brendan? They got a chance? Are what we are are what we've seen, is it legit? Absolutely. When they add a goaltender to this and a third line centerman, you're laughing. Or you're a, laughing or at a that second point. line winger. Whatever. Well, of, of course they do, Bob. I mean, this is a good era for the team. It's just gonna be defined by a cup. 
I mean, we'll start with one. But I mean, really, that's what. It, I mean, this is they're they're good. It's like that guy last year. This is good. Some some someday this is going to be the good old days, and especially if they can get a championship. They well, got a really a good of, team. We're on a heck of a run, and right they're now. not winning by accident. Like this is they are repeating. They out they out shoot everybody. It's a consistent performance in terms of both effort and and teamwork. You know, in terms of system play, whatever you want to call it. All right. What do you got coming up tonight at Inside Sports? Uh, a little more from Oilers practice. Uh, Derek Ryan, Chris Knobloch, uh, Luke Gazix on the show. A couple of NHL games. They should both end during my show, actually, so we'll have the finals. There you go. Uh, tomorrow we got a surprise. Frank Cervelli is flying. There we go. Nicely done. Kellen was paying attention. The outfield to open and close this one. March 1986, the song was huge. In fact, it was playing in the Oilers' dressing room in the background while they were doing interviews. I remember. Ron McLean from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Century Casino Edmonton. Frank Saravalli for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta in a sit-down extensive one-on-one interview with Oilers defenseman Darnell Nurse. James Dunn's up next with a global news weather traffic update. Reed Wilkins after with Inside Sports.